Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Christy. We are having conversations of a not-so-balanced life. Our goal here is to help you get past the good enough phase of life and begin your growth journey. We are a community of women supporting women. That's right. And so today we're going to talk about all the things. We usually try to have an episode that is specific to one topic, uh, but there's just too much to talk about today. Lots (laughs) of things. Just like, you know, end of the year, everybody's doing all the things and that's what we're focused on. And well, it's and it's really hard to focus on one thing because I've got, you know, birthday party to plan and Christmas to plan and Thanksgiving to plan and travel and, you know, holiday parties at school and like all this stuff going on right now. And um, it's hard for me to like focus my mind. And so when I was, we were putting together the lineup for today's show, it was, oh, I can talk about this. Oh, I can talk about this. Oh, I can talk about this. And so there's just so much. So let's just talk. Yeah, let's just have a conversation. Talk about how we're feeling. Yeah. So I have noticed that we're getting a lot of positive feedback. So if you've given us feedback about the show, thank you so thank much. You. It really, we read, we read all of it. We take it to heart um, and it's really encouraging when we see it. But the most interesting piece um, that I've noticed is most of the feedback that I'm getting are from the men in our lives. <laughs> and I think that I love that the most because it's like, friends from high school and, you know, friends, husbands and, you know, our husbands. And I, I never when envisioned when we started talking about doing this podcast, I never envisioned that this would be helpful to men. I'm glad that it is. I just, I think I, in my head, it was like, oh, women supporting women, but no, it's now become this community that I never expected. Yeah. I kind of love it. Yeah. I would, I would agree. (laughs) I think, I think that we were thinking it was, you know, really focused on, Supporting other women and not that we don't want to do that because clearly we do, but I think that Absolutely. it just is an expanded, you know, expanded group. And I think that it's it's it sounds like it's bringing color to their lives as to like, you know, how women are thinking and just kind of all the things. And certainly Christy and I do not speak for all women, right? We, no. we speak for ourselves and what's going on in our lives. But I think what we talk about, or at least I think what we hope that you, is being conveyed is that it's relatable. You're not alone if you're thinking the same things that we are. If your husbands are listening, we hope that they get some of the things that go through your head. Um, And so one of our friends from high school just reached out and said that feels more connected to his wife. And I feel like that's the biggest compliment we've received since we started doing this. Some of the other stuff that we've heard just of sort of bringing light to all the things that we're thinking about on a daily basis as a mom it's a lot. You know, we carry a big mental load and some of the guys in our life don't necessarily recognize that, especially if we can't communicate it well. And so I think we brought a little bit of light to that for some people, which is just cool, right? Like it's cool to help with that. I'm thankful that that energy is in the universe right now. And I feel like in in learning that that a lot of our listeners are men, I feel like that's going to kind of shape how we move forward with our conversations too. Because one thing that Christy and I always try to be is, it's fair. Like we don't understand the stress that dads are under. So it's unfair to say that they are not right. Or they're not right. doing enough or, you know, so it's, it's, so we try really hard to keep that balanced because, you know, my husband, who's the best dad in the entire world, I may talk about my stress, but that doesn't take away from his effort. And I, yeah, I think that that's important. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So this is one thing I wanted to talk about that I realized on Friday, my day is segmented into four groups before school, during school, 
after school and after bedtime. Do you, do you notice that? So I think mine is is five as opposed to four, but that's because my kids are significantly different ages, so they have significantly different bedtimes. So it's like after the young one's bedtime and then after the old one's bedtime. So, you know. So it's all, so I think all moms can probably relate to that. So my, my before school is always chaotic. It doesn't matter how much I pre-plan my morning. It doesn't matter how much I set out and, and prepare for breakfast and whatever. The mornings are just always chaotic because the normal 4 a.m. bed wake up time, which my kids never sleep past 4.30, 5 o'clock, it's like always dark outside. But the normal wake up routine, for some reason, the one day that I have everything planned for a wake up at 4 a.m., they sleep until 7. Of course. Gotta, it's really annoying. Gotta throw you off your game, right? We just got home from a trip this weekend and they both went to bed early and then they both slept until almost six this morning, which is late for them. And I was like, oh, but then, of course, you know, we're we're normally out the door about like 645 or seven to head to school. And so we are, of course, rushing, but it I, I prefer mm-hmm. rushing to to not sleeping. So, you know, <laughs> well, and and my oldest has started this new thing in the morning, which is glorious where he just pretends to be asleep. He <laughs> pretends to be as he wakes up, he's awake, he's in his room, he's talking, you know, he's awake. But the moment you say it's time to do this step in your routine, he pretends to be asleep and it's always with his eyes closed and he can't he can't do any of the next steps until you do it for him and I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> um that's you know, my my mom has been coming a lot lately and she loves to give my children ice cream all the time. <laughs> she, it's calcium, Christy. <laughs> it's good for and, them. <clears throat> so like every morning now, because we have one of the fr- refrigerator situations where the freezer's on the bottom. So he like goes and like sh- shakes <laughs> the handle. And he's like, ice, ice. I'm like, it's breakfast. You're not having ice cream. <laughs> I love that. It, it's not really, you know, it's not a dessert food. Ice cream can be eaten <laughs> any time of day. <laughs> My husband would agree. I would agree too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so okay. So before school is always stressful. During school is always pr- like I always feel super productive. Like I'm in work mode. I'm in, you know, clean the house. I'm errands. I'm, you know, like I've got like a very specific set of things that I get done every day during the hours that my kids are in school. And then after school, it's again stressful because I didn't plan for dinner when oh, doing yeah. my errands and my thing yep. for the you know like so you pick up the kids from school and then it's like oh crap what are we gonna eat yep <laughs> and then I feel like once they're a little older it's not as bad but like especially again with the seventeen month old you know he wants to eat at a very specific time every day and it's pretty early <laughs> and most of the time I'm like that I'm like oh crap I didn't plan anything let me let me figure out what I can feed him today right and then you're rushing around and so now that the weather is nice my kids come home from school and then they go outside and play and. They're not really old enough to just go outside and play. Yep. You know, four and four and two. Like I feel like I have to be there, but then I also need to be in the kitchen cooking. And then I get really stressed that my husband works late because I can't be in two places at one time. And so there's that after school, and then there's after bedtime. Yep. And I feel like after bedtime is the time I am most relaxed in my entire day which wears on me for that next day and that next day and that next day because I'm only getting about three hours of being relaxed every day. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like there's something I need to do about that. I would agree. No, and, and, you know, again, right now, single parenting, I feel like it's, 
I don't I feel like some days I get like five minutes of time to myself because it because by the time everyone has gotten what they needed, then it's like, okay, I need to load the dishwasher and get it started. There's laundry that needs to Mm -hmm. be done. The house is a freaking disaster. (laughs) So what I was realizing and why I even like came up with these buckets in my head is I was realizing that I am not as present in my kid's life when I don't have moments of peace throughout the day. Absolutely. So I I realize I it doesn't matter how much I plan. I this morning the mornings are always going to be stressful. So it's just the matter of getting the kids up and functioning and whether or not they want to put their shoes on or don't want to put their shoes on, which car seat they're gonna go in, which car they choose. Like it's just mornings are gonna be stressful. So the most present that I can be where I think my kids need me is after their school day because they want to tell me what's what happened during the day. They want me to to be there and to play with them and, and to, you know, engage. And if I am constantly we're home from school, it's, it's dinner time, it's bath time, it's bedtime, like it's so structured, then there's less time for me to be present and with them. And so what I did this weekend was I tried to have little moments, five, 10 minutes during the morning routine and during the daytime, even though they weren't at school because it was the weekend, but during the day, I take those five, 10 minutes so that I could be more present and engaged with them before bedtime. And then after bedtime, I just felt like a lighter because of it. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. And I think that, I think I found the, the same Things And I find that, you know, especially the days that are really stressful at work and like morning was really chaotic. I think yes. by the time they get home, I'm like, I just need you guys to go do something else because I need some fe- a few minutes to myself, you know? I know. And I hate that because they've been without me all day. They want to be with you then and to say, mm, not right now, like go watch TV or, or whatever. It's just, I, I'm realizing that's not how the... I want to be as a parent. I want to be more engaged. And I think so part of my word of the year is, for, for 2022 is going to be living with purpose. And I think by making these little changes, it's going to be easier to accomplish that in 2022. Which speaking of word of the year, I have been mulling over mine. And I know I said that I thought I knew what it was, which I also mentioned that it maybe was changing. And I, so I, I have a list of words for 2022. So for anybody out there that also has a word of the year or is planning one for 2022, it's okay if you don't know it yet. And it's okay if things keep coming up that keep making you think maybe it's, you haven't found your word yet. So I feel like this is a good opportunity to kind of segue because we did have a question on our Instagram account, which is at intentional.as.a.mother. If you don't follow us along, um, you should. We talked about awesome things this past weekend. We had polls on Christmas movies. Um, so it's lots of fun. Um, come and join us. The question on the Instagram was, because we have a lot of new followers recently. And so one of the questions was, what is word of the year? And then one of the other questions is what are we going to cover in the workshops? Cause we do have some workshops coming up. So well, Christy, so I guess there's three parts to this question. What is it? What are you going to cover in the workshops and then tell everybody when the workshops are? Yes. So a word of the year, that is literally what it sounds like. You choose a word for your upcoming year to sort of frame your year or focus your growth for the year. And um, so I started doing this instead of a New Year's resolution because I feel like at least in my mind, a New Year's resolution is very much like, I'm going to lose five pounds or I'm going to go to the gym three days a week or, you know, something really specific, whereas I feel like a word of the year is a little bit less specific and it can 
kind of grow with you throughout the year. So instead of being tied to that singular goal, it's really just a word to steer your growth, maybe even for how you want your year to feel versus something super specific. But as you go through the year, that word can kind of keep you grounded and also help you as you make decisions on like, you know, what you should do or, um, you know, where you want to focus your time for the year. Yeah. And if you haven't already listened to our episode about word of the year, it's called Let's Talk Word of the Year. All right. So the other thing, workshops. So if you go to our website, which is intentionalismother.com, you can find our workshops on there. We're going to host a workshop on November 30th and then also again on December 5th. And it's going to be about an hour long workshop and then some Q&A after. We are going to walk through our word of the year worksheet, the detailed version on to really help you uncover kind of how you're currently spending your time, what your values are, how you want to be, you know, what your ideal day would look like as far as your time, and then how that translates to making goals for the upcoming year and choosing your word to focus your year. All right. So hopefully that answers all of your questions about word of the year. If not, email us hello at intentionalasamother.com and we will answer them. Okay. So something that's been on my mind a lot this past weekend is giving permission. I felt like I needed permission. Maybe let's reframe that. I felt like I needed permission to know that it's okay to not love every aspect of parenthood. I love my children and I love, I mean, they're the favorite part of my day every day. And I've got a situation with one of my kids right now where it's just the whining. I can't deal. It's like nails on a chalkboard. I can't deal. And I find myself getting more irritated. My patience running really thin and like me actually saying to my child, I can't deal with that right now. (laughs) (laughs) I've never done that before. And then then the guilt sets in because I mean... They're a kid. Like, they're learning. They they don't know the words yet. It's so, I don't know. Well, and I feel like it does help me sometimes, not all the time, but to frame it because I think that some of the things that we tend to think, like, why are they whining about this or why are they crying about this, you know, in my head, like, dumb, stupid, little, minute thing, whereas in their little two-year-old brain, like, that's a really big thing for them at the moment. So I think sometimes it helps to put it into perspective like that for me, like, Yes, it feels super small to me, but to them, like, it's a really big deal. Even though... I know. I know, but it's still, like, I'm with you only a certain number of hours every weekdays, especially. I don't... I can't deal with this, too. Well... I I feel like that sounds really harsh, but, you know, I mean, I love my kids. It's just... You I don't, don't think have it to love every aspect of parenthood. Thousand, thousand percent. Like, I, I don't want to do laundry for... Two additional people or three additional people. Laundry's the bane right? of my existence. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to pack lunch every morning or like. I don't even want to do a morning commute. Like I just want to come down to my desk and get my workday started. Right. So, but at the same time, like I say all of those things, and I actually love our morning commute because like Cameron and I made up a song about poop the other day. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> No, but you know, like that's seven-year-old humor, right? So he thought it was like the best thing ever. So I think it's like everything else, right? Like you have to take the good with the bad. And I think as parents, at least most of us who are decent parents, I think we all find that there's definitely much more good than 
crappy moments, but it's it's also okay to feel like there are crappy moments, you know, and there's stuff that you don't want to deal with. Like who wants to change a poopy diaper or listen to your kid whine? I don't know why whining is like nails on a chalkboard for me. I get that you may not understand whatever emotion is happening right now and you don't have the words yet to articulate it, but the whining... Just stop. Oh, d- <laughs> dude, I feel you because when my littlest com- is done hanging out with my mom for a weekend, I love my mom. She's amazing. She's best grandma ever. But she's just that. She's a grandma. So anytime he whines about anything, he gets what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes home and then like for two days, you know, we're like retraining him to realize that he doesn't get everything that he wants all the time. Like ice cream <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> Parents are the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my littlest is a muffin man, and Charlie, we saw, we watched Shrek the other day, not the whole thing, parts of it, um, he really liked the music, but there was the part in the, uh, I think it was the beginning, where he's like, do you know the muffin man, <laughs> the muffin man, and like, how they like, go back and forth, asking that question, uh, Lord Farquaad and the gingerbread man, anyway, so Charlie's been doing that constantly like he'll come up to me and be like do you know the muffin man and I'm like the muffin man and so we do it back and forth and it's super cute and Jack has to have a muffin every day and when you don't have a big muffin he gets really sad about it (laughs) we got the we got the little muffins the other day and he's like no big muffin and I'm like uh you'll eat what's in front of you thank you like why why can't you not just be grateful for what you have because why am I not teaching you that lesson? <laughs> but on the flip side, shouldn't we be more like children and be more picky about some things in our lives? Yes, we should. <laughs> and how quickly kids can say no and mean it. I want that too. Like there's so much, so many aspects of like toddlerhood that I feel like, oh, I wish I had hung on to that. So <laughs> why am I discouraging you from doing that? You know, but I'm doing it because it's annoying. <laughs> And I don't want to deal with it as the adult in the in the space, but you know, hold on to that independence, dude. Like that's really good around other people. <laughs> when you're at home, you will behave this way. And I don't I don't mean that. But you know yes. what I mean? Like it's just my four-year-old this weekend, Charlie learned a valuable lesson that not every gift shop we go into, we have to get something from. <laughs> That's I took. So I was in Virginia over the weekend. That's Megan and I are both from Virginia. Megan, Megan's a military brat, but I feel like you're from Virginia. Yeah, I'll claim. Yeah, I claim Virginia. That's where I went. Stayed the most. Yes. The longest. But so I was in our hometown over the weekend and um, I wanted to go. There are two little shops near where my grandma lives. And um, one of them, a friend friend of ours from high school, opened I don't know within the last few years and then the other one just cute so I was like I'm gonna go get some Christmas gifts so I was like Cam do you want to go with me I'm gonna go to these few stores and he's like yeah can I get a toy and I'm like I mean I don't think you're finding a toy where I'm going but sure if you find something you want you can get it <laughs> see and I I'm really bad about just pick out one thing when we go into like certain stores I always give a price limit and he knows to look at like the price tags he's four so he looks at the you know knows the numbers and I feel like I'm really bad about always getting them one thing and that's why whenever we go somewhere they're like well I really wanted that one special thing and I usually cave and this time I didn't because you need to understand I feel like it's a valuable lesson for my kid to understand that these things cost money and mommy and daddy make money and that's how we're able to afford these things and today we're not going to do that well and i i agree because i think i found myself doing the same thing with cameron like okay you can get one small thing and i'm like 
why am I letting him get one small thing a bunch of times when if we just waited, like, he could get something better that he's maybe going to play with longer, you know? like Right. It, yeah. Yeah. But I think it is, it is a hard balance of – I distinctly remember growing up when, like, seeing many other kids in the store, like, tantruming because their parents said no to getting them something. My, I don't – I knock on wood, I've been lucky. Cameron never really did that. Yeah. Oh, Charlie's, yeah, no, we're huge tantrum people over here, and I'm, I'm like, big on the, it's okay that you're doing that, but you're going to do that in the car. Like, we're not going to disrupt everybody else, and I am, like, so I give such a sympathetic look to parents who are going through the tantrum phase because, man, I get it. Tantrums are hard. Meltdowns are hard, and I 100% get it. Because that's what my kids do. And there was this parent where we went this weekend whose little girl was just throwing the biggest tantrum because she couldn't go to the playground. And I was wearing a mask because we were getting ready to go inside. And I was, like, trying to send sympathetic <laughs> eyes. Like, feel my eye energy that I am sympathizing so hard with you right now. And just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, your face is so scary. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, was I scary? <laughs> I, I, intend- <laughs> I intended to give like really sympathetic eyes. It's hard to be expressive right now with masks <laughs> covering half your face. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but yes, I, I, uh, I feel like there are times, I feel like my moments of sympathy have always been traveling because, you know, we've, we've lived away from family for the last, I don't know, seven years. So when I see moms on airplanes or in airports with multiple children, or, you know, even just one child, I have held someone's child before. And, you know, it's that awkward moment where you're like, do I ask? I don't want them to feel like I'm, you know, being weird. But if it would be helpful for them to not hold their child for five minutes, like, I'm open to yeah. that. So I feel like it's a hard balance of like, do I ask and be awkward or do I just sit here and like, you know, I'm thinking about you. And sometimes I just say you're doing a good job in those moments. It's so hard to believe that. But know that you are like if your kid is throwing a tantrum because you've said no to something, it's OK. That's how they learn. It'll be fine. Yep. You're doing a good job. Um, so you said something that I just want to draw attention to. So our friend owns, it's a coffee shop, right? In Smithfield, you're talking about Cure? No, I was talking about, so we do have a friend that owns coffee shop, Cure. Yes, great, great Great. little coffee shop. In Smithfield, Virginia. And Norfolk. Yes. We also have a friend in, that has a boutique in Carrollton called the Pink Picket Fence Boutique in Carrollton, Virginia. Super cute little boutique. I got some great Christmas jammies for the boys. And I was anticipating getting Christmas stuff for everyone else and ended up buying my stuff, myself stuff. Okay. So do you feel old enough to have friends that own things that are super successful? Because I don't. <laughs> I mean, my brother really put it into perspective for me the other day. So he is 41 and I'm five years younger than he is. And he was like, I could technically retire in nine years. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm sorry. This silence was the glass shattering in my head right now. Like, I just don't feel like I'm ready to talk about retirement yet, right? Like, I'm... I don't know. I could be on board with retirement. Well, okay. I could be on board with retirement, but I just don't feel like I am should be at that point in my life yet, right? Like, I still feel like there's a lot of life in between me and retirement. (laughs) 
See, and I think there's a lot of life after retirement. Well, there is. <laughs> I, I, here I am. Like, let's just let's just do like stop. At, like, I am. I've I've mentioned this on the podcast before, and if you haven't listened to the episode, go back because I am a hundred percent all for stopping everything and just selling everything, getting rid of all of our things, and going to live our lives in an RV, traveling the country. It's my it's my goal in life. That's Brent, Brandon and I have talked about doing that with post the kids leaving, like buying an RV, doing like a two year, like, I don't know, you know, just around the US. Why wait? (laughs) I feel like there's so much more to life than just working. Absolutely. And I've, unfortunately, in a position where I can say that, you know what I mean? There's not a lot of people that can. And I think that it's easy, especially, you know, like we've talked about before, if you're on that path of like, these are the thing, these are the boxes I'm supposed to check in my life. And you feel like you're supposed to get to a certain place in your career. And, I mean, we live in a society where money is beneficial to have, right? So making more of it feels like it's a good thing to do. But I think that yeah, it's easy to forget that if you left your job tomorrow, work would not care. They would replace you. Yes, exactly. That's not the same for your family, right? Yeah. I, I just enjoy our time together. Like, the weekends, to me, are my favorite days of the week because... I don't think about work and I just focus on my kids and spending time and making the most of every minute of every day. I I can't, I just want to do that all the time. What about those tantrum moments? (laughs) I mean, those aren't (laughs) great. (laughs) I don't love them. I mean, there's, there are still moments throughout the day that I don't love, but like in the grand scheme of, of our lives, it's my favorite part of every day is the four of us together. And so I just want to do that more. I want to be more present. I want to do that more. I want to experience. I mean, my kids are getting a little bit you know, older. They're still quite young, but they're, they're getting older. And I, I feel like there's so much of the world, especially with COVID and life being basically shut down for the last two years. There's so much that I want to share with them that's important. <laughs> I just want to get started. Like, I'm ready to get started doing that. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I think I think that that's I think a lot of people feel that way, and I think that's a part of why we started this, right? Because it mm-hmm. is all about realigning your life to create a life that you love, and doing the things, you know, spending the time where you want to spend it. Because at the end of the day, our time is finite. At best, you have about a hundred years to create a life that you want. You know, it's so funny, and I feel like this episode is going to run long because I keep talking, but. I keep thinking about if I could go back and change anything, like any one decision, what would I change? I mean, the truth is none of it. I wouldn't change Because every decision I've made has gotten me to this point that I am right now. Because like I even said, you know, even like thinking back, okay, should I have chosen a different major in college? Should I have done this? If I hadn't chosen the major that I had, I wouldn't have gotten the internship that I got. If I hadn't have gotten the internship that, that I got, I would not have moved to Atlanta right after I graduated, you know, college by myself without knowing anybody. I never would have met Jeff. Like, I just feel like everything that has happened in my life happened just as it should. And reflecting on all of those decisions that got me here, I wouldn't change a thing. Well, and I think that that's a really good place to be because I, I feel the same way. I think, you know, there's I feel like you you have lessons and you have bless, blessings and like it just depends on how you handle it. But I think Everything that you experience in life is for a reason, and it drives you forward on your journey and where you're supposed to be. I love that you said lesson, lessons and blessings. I, I love that because so many people talk about failure, and that's not what it is. 
I, I can't even like read quotes anymore that talk about failure because it's not failure. It's a lesson. Yeah, no, I, I think I feel like that's a super important point, too, because I think that for myself growing up, I felt like I needed to be perfect and like couldn't, you know, couldn't fail, if you will. And I think it took just living life to realize that that's not the way we should think about things. Like failure's okay. That's how you learn. But and it's not, it's not yeah, failure, it, you know, it's. That, I mean, that's just it. It's the society, our society puts so much emphasis on success and failure. Yep. And those two buckets, there's so much more than those two yep. buckets. It's so much deeper than that. And I was watching, I don't know, I, I love to watch, you know, Hallmark movies. And I love to watch Teen Bopper, Teen Flicks. And there was one thing where, I can't remember what the movie was, but it, the character said, you're the kind of person that thinks a bee is failing. I thought back to my high school and and me going through school, and I was the same way. If I got a B, I felt like I was failing. I was failing at life. I've thought about this before. I I feel like that's our grading system, if you will, almost like sets us up for that success-failure mindset, right? I definitely try to teach my boys differently, that it's okay to make mistakes. Like, you know, you're not always going to know the answer. Sometimes you're going to have to try harder at different areas, you know, to end up to be better at things. Mm -hmm. And I try to teach them those lessons because I don't, I I don't think my parents, I mean, my parents were definitely like, you need to get A's and B's. Mm -hmm. I don't think they purposely tried to be like, you need to be perfect. I don't think that was at all the case, but I think that that's sort of what I took away from it. And so I'm just trying to teach my boys ahead of time that like, you know, it's okay. Well, and I learned so many valuable lessons from my kids. I feel like my kids are just either wise beyond their ears or I'm so philosophical that what they're doing to me like sparks this thing going on <laughs> in my head. But like Charlie had a friend at school the other day that was having a really, really rough day. And when Charlie exited school, he says to me, so-and-so is having a rough day. And I said, oh man, what can we do to help our friends when they're having bad days? And he turned around to the kid and he said, hey, try again tomorrow. <laughs> How profound is that for my four-year-old to be like, you know, some days are just going to be like this. Try again tomorrow. (laughs) And I I say that to my kids all the time. Like, I get that today's not going well for you. Let's try again tomorrow. Let's try harder tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So I think in our household, we always like one of the things Cameron and I always say to each other is or he, you know, he's like, well, I didn't I didn't feel like I did this super well. I'm like, but did you try your best? He's like, yep, Mm -hmm. I tried my best. I'm like, that's all I can ask, dude. Try your best. Yeah, I love that. Okay. So I have an Am I Normal. All right, shoot. As we round out this episode, as I'm watching these holiday movies like on on loop in my house, I am wondering, am I normal? Because there are certain aspects of all television shows and movies that I watch that I know what is going to happen next is going to make me uncomfortable. (laughs) And I turn the show off because they're going to make a fool of themselves and it embarrasses me to like, I can't watch it. So only kind of normal because, so that happens to me, but you and I are both empaths, right? So I think it has something to do with that because The Office, that show, I used to have such a hard time watching it because the whole time I'm like, oh my God, I cannot. What an HR nightmare. (laughs) Well, I'm just feeling awkward for the characters when, when Brandon and I used to watch The Walking Dead, there were some moments, not really because I was like nervous about what was going to happen next. So I would literally be like pacing in the living room because I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, it's so fictional. 
fictional. Right? And it's none of this is real. These characters are not real. If they have this conversation, like I'm still thinking about some conversations that were had on Grey's Anatomy. I had to stop watching Grey's Anatomy because they'd be having these conversations and I'd be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Train wreck, train wreck, train wreck. Stop, stop, stop talking. <laughs> I can, the stress in me, like, it's just not worth the anxiety of all of the emotions that you're having. Yes. No, I, I'm with you. Is that ridiculous? I, I think yes, a little, but I'm with you on it. There are definitely some shows where I'm like, I can't. No, I can't do this. It's too, it is too yeah. emotionally draining for me to watch this right now. <laughs> And, and even, like, so I've got some shows paused, like parts <laughs> in an episode paused because what's going to happen next is going to embarrass you. <laughs> I can't watch it. You're going to be embarrassed and you just need to stop. And these are fictional characters. This is a script. <laughs> this is not I, real life. I feel like it has helped as, I, as I've gotten older to remind myself of that, right? Like, okay, this is just a show. You're good. <laughs> And it's already happened. It was recorded five years ago. <laughs> this, this is not happening in real life. Like, I, I find myself, like, yelling at the TV. It's not even horror movies. It's mostly comedies. Let's see. What is my Am I Normal? All right. So I said we came home from a trip this weekend. Um, my suitcase has not been unpacked yet. Am I normal? A hundred percent. Yes. You're normal. <laughs> I, it could, I could sit packed for a week or more. It depends. Do I need the clothes that are in it? Or do I not? Are they clean or are they dirty? If they're dirty, they'll sit there for weeks. If they're clean, I may take them out and put them away back away in the drawers. When you travel, do you have one suitcase for clean clothes and one suitcase for dirty clothes on your way back? So I normally take a like a plastic bag or something, or if I'm in a hotel, I'll take the I'll take the little dry cleaning bag and use that as my dirty clothes bag. Especially so this is a whole nother conversation, but I'm really weird about <laughs> hotel travel because I have been in a hotel with bed bugs before and it was a nice hotel. Actually That's disgusting. <laughs> Friends, sorry to bust your bubble, but probably every hotel you've ever stayed at has had some issues with bed bugs. You've just been lucky. So <laughs> the podcast took a turn today, folks. <laughs> we, I need a trigger warning at the beginning of this right? episode. Seriously. Um, but yeah, so I my dirty clothes that I've worn in a hotel room go into a separate bag and they immediately go in the wash when I get home. Okay, I'm not that I'm not that disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> they may sit there for a while. Okay, so as we wrap up this week's episode of all the things that are on our minds, do you have parting words for I us? I do. So this is your Monday reminder that you are amazing and you can handle whatever this week throws at you. I love that. Go forth, enjoy your week, and we will hopefully see you next week. If you want to leave us feedback, please review our podcast on whatever app that you're listening to. That helps us. You can also email us hello at intentionalasamother.com or follow us on Instagram at intentional.as.a.mother. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.